Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Popcorn Watchlist podcast, where we discuss and celebrate our favorites in TV and film. I am your host, Xavier, and once again, I'm joined with my fellow Popcorn Watchlist panelists, Danny, Anthony, and Zach. Say hello, gentlemen. What's up, guys? Hello. How's it going? Doing great. Awkward pause. <laughs> All good. Chilling. Yeah, it's like, you know, I don't think you guys expected me to answer that, right? I don't even know myself all. to answer yeah, that. Yeah. But I hope everybody out there listening is doing great as well. And hopefully you're following our continuing series of Popcorn Watch List Recommends. So last week I had given a recommendation. It was kind of out of left field here, but it's one of these movies that really stuck with me as a kid. As uh, I would watch it, whether it be on TV, uh, I would have, you know, home movie versions of it. And it always just kind of stuck with me and my sister. But it's really one of my favorite films. It's not like the greatest film, but it's one of it's a fun cult classic. It is the 1986 feature film by Jim Henson, Labyrinth, starring the iconic David Bowie and uh, very young in her career, Jennifer Connelly. So that was quite surprising. But basically, it's about a girl who wishes for her stepbrother to be taken away. Poor stepbrother's like barely one year old and is just like a baby crying all the time. Uh, and she wishes for the Goblin King to take the baby away. And surprise, surprise, her wish comes true. David Bowie is Jareth the Goblin King shows up in his crazy white wig and with his goblin army of goons decides to take the baby away. And so then... Uh, Sarah, the main character, has got to go on a, a fantasy quest, meets uh, wild creatures and characters along the way to hopefully get her brother back and stop the Goblin King. Uh, fun little synopsis right there. But uh, I personally really like this movie, even though it's very cheesy, very, very much like in that style of the 80s. But uh, I'll throw it out to the two young kids in the group. What did you guys think? It was Zach's favorite. <laughs> Uh, I, I'll start off first. Uh, definitely, like, first impressions. Uh, yeah, very 80s, <laughs> very, very cheesy. Um, I, I, I do give it props for the for the puppeteer work because, uh, I mean, given that you have uh, the guy that created the Muppets, I mean, you expect nothing less of, of quality yeah. or le- less, like lesser in quality than, than <clears throat> anything um, related to that, you know, to that Muppets, uh, like, franchise and their sister franchises and stuff mm-hmm. um and uh some little like some cool like practical kind of uh, editing effects that i've that i've seen throughout the movie here and there uh and some like uh iconic uh actors and and people that have worked in in that industry of like puppeteering and and being little people and all that stuff um which i thought was pretty cool uh but yeah just overall overall pretty cheesy yeah, <laughs> cheesy, like entertaining, like, cheesy, or like a oh my god, my cheesy, eyes cheesy. are rolling. Kind of like like my eyes are rolling, kind of cheesy. Good, I'll be honest. <laughs> provolone, it was a little provolone, <laughs> not a monster. How it, it was, it was mild cheddar. Mild cheddar, <laughs> damn, not sharp cheddar. <laughs> nice. I say that for for the better movies. It was a soft, oh, soft cheddar. Sharp cheddar. Okay, soft cheddar. Well, there are people who despise sharp cheddar, and those I people love are wrong. I love yeah, those people are wrong. I agree. I agree. Danny, what do you think? So, I it was definitely cheesy, like Zach said, and like roll your eyes, kind of cheesy. But I couldn't look away; <laughs> like I just wanted to see what was gonna happen next. Like very confused, but uh, 
I don't know. It had its uh, moments that were actually pretty cool, I think. Um, I mean, labyrinths are confusing. Yeah, <laughs> true. But it had like, um, I feel like it had some good uh, analogies and like metaphors and yeah, it's a different weird... way of thinking of stuff. Like whenever she would try to solve a part of the labyrinth. Oh yeah, like that first part where like the two, or it was four of them actually. Yeah. Um, uh, the night and knave. Where she yeah. was saying like, oh, but like uh, truth you, and a lie, and yeah, <laughs> like I had to, I paused it and I was like, I had to think about it for a little bit. Yeah, but like, like those, those parts school. were cool. Yeah, like that's always that's an old school like riddle of what you have to ask, like yeah. who's telling the truth, who's not telling the truth. But then it's like if the guy is telling you the rules, is he actually telling you the truth? Yeah. Not? And yeah, I, I one time as a kid went down that rabbit <laughs> hole of just like wait, but what if? And then head hurt. I was like, never mind. <laughs> this is great because she's like, I got it. But like, what if you think if she didn't like say I got it, maybe she wouldn't have fallen? Because it's like the whole curse of like this is easy. No, it's not. Yeah. It's, you know. I feel like there's a, like the whole part, like first part was like, I got it. And then you took 10 steps back and then, oh, I figured it out. And then like went the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. Or how, how messed up was it where she's like, oh, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to write down the, the little arrows of where I'm going. Yeah, and, and the little like, creature's no, like, no, flip. I jump out of here. Like, <laughs> just like hella mind games, like according to Anthony. Like you just you can't you know and the whole thing is like don't take anything you see for granted like everything's always a mysti- mystified everything's uh, a, a in, inverted or warped perspective that you have to look deeper in. I mean that was kind of like with everything. That's like the whole like theme of the movie is like. I think they said like that line yeah. can't take anything for granted several times that I even like wrote it down. I was like, that's like yeah. a main. Even the cute little worm guy is just like you can't take anything for granted. Yeah. Don't go that way. And then obviously she, again taking everything people said for granted instead of asking why yeah. like she would ask why a couple times i'm pretty sure she would have gotten to like where she needed to go way faster yeah because the, didn't the worm say oh if she would have gone that way she would have gone straight, straight to the castle, to the castle. <laughs> like, yeah, to the castle. you're like oh no. and as a viewer you're like god damn it <laughs> this uh, this little teenage girl who's just whining about stuff holy crap but um that's cool like you got to see some and appreciate some of the stuff in there um, I mean, have you, you, I mean, other than like the Muppets and stuff, have you seen other stuff like with puppetry or like, um, obviously, not, like, you know, sometimes the Star Wars films have like live action puppets or like animatronics. And yeah. Stuff. Like other than like the main like, iconic ones, I, I haven't really been to like anything with like puppetry and so right. this is it's a cool, like first interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Puppets and you have people in suits, like, like, uh, Ninja Turtle. Kenny Big. Kenny Baker is his yeah. name. Yeah. From R2? R2. Yeah. yeah. He, he was the that that main I forgot he's a goblin, right? They're all goblins. Oh, and you're talking about Hoggle? Yeah. Okay, so Hoggle, that wasn't Kenny Baker. That was uh someone else in a bodysuit, but Oh. Um it was actually a voice by Brian Henson. So um he's Jim Henson's son. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah, but there was I think there was always someone that controlled it. And then their voice, like a different Yeah, there's yes. two different uh, So you have Hoggle. Yeah, for a lot of them, yeah. Yeah, so you have different like actual people controlling well, the puppet in a suit for hoggle was a suit yeah that's someone oh. walking around so you saw their feet so it, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't kenny baker or, or Warwick no Davis or... it was not kenny baker okay like ludo the giant uh thing too also was like the puppeteer he was he was with someone else in there like the guy who did the voice for ludo yeah. like, like he actually did the like a lot of the movements too it actually pretty don't cool. you mean hogwarts Instead of Hoggle. Hoggle? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah like, Hogwarts. Hogwarts. She said Hogwarts? And I'm like... like, like You're what? like... Uh, 
Rowling. J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling. Rowling. That's where she got it from. I wouldn't. She took a couple things from this movie. I wouldn't doubt it. Quite a few. Like what? What was the other thing? Aside from Hogwarts. The staircase section at the end. Oh, the the labyrinth. Well, that's just a, you know, M.C. Escher thing that everybody know, takes she's like let me move them so they can go to their classes yes. and yeah that and uh i guess uh actually interesting it was um one of the guys so this guy who was credited for the screenplay is actually terry jones who's one of the monty python guys mm. so that i didn't i actually didn't know that until very recently the only monty python i know is uh i fear john cleese now. yeah john cleese there we go mm. <laughs> yeah I was like, yeah, you mean John Cleese. Um, and then there's Terry Gilliam, who's also did a lot of wild movies, like The Adventures of Munchausen. Eric Idle was one of them. Eric Idle is another one. And then Terry Jones. Um, yeah, uh, Monty Python's also great. Yeah, I think this movie is, like, funny enough about England, it's like half of it was filmed, or some of it was filmed in the UK, and some of it was filmed in, like, upstate New York. Wasn't it, like, mainly released in the UK? Uh, no, it was, okay. it, it, it was released first here, mm. but like, so I think I have, you know, I normally, Danny, you have box office numbers, but I have them right here. Uh, the magic of technology is that, um, apparently it had a budget of 25 million, but it, the U S box office, it only grossed 12.9, but it was a success in the UK and overseas and it grossed 34 million worldwide. Nice. So it ended up making more than its budget. Even though they kind I mean, of wish, back then, I guess yeah. you know they didn't yeah, spend that much to make on more. other stuff. Yeah, like oh, what a great you made more, but look, um, but you know, I think uh, also like all the random like mind game sort of like uh, tempting tempting moments that uh, uh, Jareth <clears throat> would have with Sarah was always like interesting. Um, I know I think one of the points that I always thought was really cool as a kid was the whole like. <laughs> the contact juggling thing or just like he has this orb that's like a an illusion juggling thing. or just crystal. like yeah well, it, it's called contact yeah. uh, contact juggling because he never releases true i mean it's, it's always on his hand i thought what was really funny in the beginning was like when all the goblins are there just like ready to take the cage that like, she's gonna say it like the, like all that little bit but like were they hiding in the closet yeah they, they, they were, they were okay. hiding everywhere like there's like, yeah, like under the bed or like Come out through the curtain. She's gonna say it, and there's like, no, she's not saying. Then the other dude's half asleep. Well, I mean, just, just in that main part where where she was like, they were waiting for her to say the wish. They yeah. were, I guess, hiding in the in the closet. I don't think they were like physically in the closet because it's kind of like, or behind the door. No, that, no, because it's like world. when the movie ended and she's like looking at herself in the mirror, she sees the characters through the mirror, but she turns around, they're not there. So it's kind of like yeah. it's her imagination of the characters. So I feel like those goblins at the beginning was like her imagination of them was just like they were Coming, there in the yeah. room because if you look at a lot of stuff in her room a lot of the things around her room are like the different creatures that she sees in that, there's a lot of other realm. things yeah there are a lot of clues of, uh, in her room that actually show them it's sort of like the whole thing's kind of a dream but, but maybe to, like, it isn't rewatch it to understand yeah. like to, well like, the whole that. like the very end part with the the mc escher thing she has the painting or like the picture that of in her room like it's somewhere hidden there and uh but like a lot of things like from the, the stuff with the owl um like uh like sir didymus and ambrosius like that dog like i think that's like that's that's just like a basically like a weird projection of her actual dog yeah when they're like no he sleeps in the garage because her stepmother's evil like how are you gonna tell that dog that you're not allowed in the house it's terrible it's just absolutely terrible but then she goes oh, anyway but like 
the like I, I I always thought that the production value and the sets were were really like unique. Yeah. Like all the cool like locations, the one tunnel where Jareth finds her again, he's just like, "Come on, just stop!" Just and then he starts doing the whole juggling <laughs> thing. Um. So fun fact about that is that there's actually a guy. I had his name somewhere here. Okay, uh, Michael Motion is a guy. Uh, he, he did all the crystal ball juggling behind David Bowie. While David Bowie just like had his hands hidden and he would have the hands out gotcha, to do it. Okay. But here's the wild thing. He's doing all that blind because he's just like, oh, there's Bowie's like, Obviously can't, like yeah. bodies in front of me because Bowie's a tall guy. So he's like, I can't see everything, but I'm going to go ahead and do all of That's it. That's anyway. how good he is. I wonder yeah. how many takes it would have taken. One. <laughs> you got Bowie good? out there. It's one. And I was saying before the podcast that, uh, that uh it reminded me so much of those uh the, the fuchigi commercials mm-hmm. from back in the yep. day like you know 10 years ago more or less uh and the tricks were basically the same thing that you see in those commercials and the ads and stuff and i was like oh it's just like that i mean jareth was supposed to be according to the 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 like the, the, the concept idea of the guy who worked with jim henson on dark crystal like brian Froud, he said that he that uh he wanted jareth's performance to be a little bit like um like a kabuki, like a, like kabuki theater, and like Bowie's all in on that too. Like he lived, he stayed in Japan for a while, so he under he like kind of understood the assignment for some people, like whether it's for better or for worse. But like you know, it's very acted out with his hands and with like you know other body motions that are different than what you'd normally expect. And you got some musical moments. Some, you know, all those musical moments brought to you by David Bowie himself. Yeah. He wrote all those songs. Nice. Uh, I like, feel like there weren't that many songs. How many songs were there? It was like there? three. Four, like, like, like four actual like, like musical yeah. numbers that he yeah. he sang. It was uh, the... What was the one song? Um, so my, my favorite song... Dance Magic? So yeah, the Magic Dance. Uh, he recorded five songs. Uh, that five? Yeah, five songs, man. Uh, the best part is the... Um, my favorite one is uh, As the World Falls Down. Like the one where she... Like, uh, when she was all like hallucinating, she's at the ball. Oh, that part yeah. was cool. Yeah, and then they have like the masquerade stuff. Oh, that was another thing too. I that song to is awesome. There's a part where where um she she sees him, and then he uh, he disappears when someone walks by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can imagine it was him Jason Basically, what for you know for our listeners, obviously there's no video, but uh, he kind of like uh, he follows the movement of the character that he was supposed to like disappear. Uh, behind and I remember seeing like like a uh, like part of his shoulder part of the arm that kind of like disappeared when, when he was moving that was kind of funny yeah it was like again like kind of goofy I don't know if it was intentional or not but like it was uh pretty let's bad. just say it was it, it was let's just say it was but uh yeah the the mag the magic dance song is really cheesy like they played that like at the end and they also played it when like they first kidnapped Toby and they freaking like like in that musical number like you can tell when it's like a fake baby and they just chucked it up in the air yeah when there's a part where it's in the air and then it catches it and then it's like it just edited out to like as they catch it it's like yeah like here's the kid now there are a lot of those like quick jump cuts look man like i mean it's the 80s you're not gonna just chuck a baby i mean you could the magic of editing the magic of film editing it was really silly um one of my, uh, but I don't know, like, uh, so like, other than 
we mentioned, I think a little bit of the characters, like any, any like standout of the, like a uh, side characters that Sarah meets oh, along the way. I was way. just going to say like, which ones do you guys like? I, I like, um, the, the, the MVP is Ludo, man. Ludo? That controls rocks. Yeah. It's just like, you know, the rocks fly up and, or levitate really. Or when she crossed the bridge, uh, cause he, he brought up the rocks. And he, so he was the one controlling the rock to help her throw, throw the rock it. at yeah. those dudes. Yeah. And he was hanging upside down. So mm-hmm. I didn't, I, I didn't, didn't realize that first. at first I was like, is that rock just moving by itself? Yeah. And then, and then later, like, like I thought oh, it was part of the la- Ludo. Like, yeah. part of like the world that it was just doing it for. But then yep. I realized how it, it was <laughs> the bog of eternal stench. It's just like, it just like fart noises. The yeah. bog, which is great. And, and then it, we had, was his name? It, Didymus? Sir Didymus? Oh, that's my favorite character. That dude is just like all for it. He's like, let's go fight. Yeah. Remind me of Yoda, just like flipping around with his sword. And <laughs> my like, favorite was when he was like, the do- literally riding the, the, the dog. Ambrosius, come. And he's like, look, the dog's like, no, I don't want to do that. He's like, like I'll never feed you again. And <laughs> like, the dog's like, the no, breaks, like, <laughs> he's like, no, let me go back. Like, again, yeah, it's like that lights up out of like. <laughs> His, I don't know. Was, that that cheesiness was great. That's freaking awesome. And, and then there's um towards the end there, there they go into like this building through the door, and then um, Hoggle says, "Oh, how's Ludo gonna get in?" Mm. And Ludo just rips open the wall. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. That's oh, that was during like the whole like battle. Sequence, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's when like the whole Goblin Army comes yeah. out there, and even so, like that, like you have a lot of puppets moving around, and like, but yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot. lot. There's a lot. I was impressed with how many. Exactly, that's a lot. Like, like way too on screen. Uh, like, and, but it was still like, and, but still like easy to follow. Like, it wasn't like a, sure. like a, a massive like random. Like I don't like I don't want I I gotta think of other movies where they just put like a whole bunch of mess in front of you like there's a big battle but there's a whole but lot you of could mess. you could definitely see all the different types of um, puppets there it's not like they were all just they all kind of like blended in like you couldn't tell that there were like that many I feel like you could individually see all the different ones yeah and so you have now individual controllers or like how you have a bigger stuff in so and like the coloring Pretty. of them I guess like you know I guess it helped yeah. Um, and even like in the, the, like uh, throughout the different sequences of like how they bring in the puppetry and like, uh, when, when, when during the, the, the musical number for, uh, for magic dance, like when they're talking about jump magic, jump, like you see one of the, like a couple guys in the background, like just like big old airtime jumps. Like I, that for some reason, I never noticed that in the background. I was like, oh, they're actually jumping in the song. Like it's like like slightly off rhythm because they're like just you know they're goons like they're goblins so they're not like super coordinated. Um, but yeah. I really like that. So that that moment where she was hypnotized or whatever, and she was essentially like in the glass that he he has, whatever oh, yeah. that is, or and bubble. Like, and then she when chair. she breaks it, and then like when everything just kind of like. I don't know. It was a really cool effect. I'm not really sure how they did that, but it was a really cool effect when everything just like crumbled and then she fell and then and it kind of like she, warped around. Yeah. Like I like the interesting is like that's you brought your real point. Like there are some of those like kind of effects that like to Zach's point, like yeah, it can come out really cheesy, and then there are times like oh wow, that worked really well. Like when she's in the in the ball, you could tell that they were in the whatever like, in that crystal yeah, it was ball. Like, it was like a, that wavy dreamlike. 
feel filter on yeah. top. <laughs> like in in a lot of eighties sitcoms, whenever someone was having like a dream sequence, you could tell because it was always like white and wavy on the edges of the screen. Yeah, like, oh, this must be a flashback or like a that extra burn-in yeah. filter. Absolutely, uh, they used it a lot. I remember in uh, in like Wayne's World, like and this, it does the weird like like wavy kind of thing going on. Um, yeah, I just like it's a you know this fun little goofy fun time, but like it was one of those you're just like like a lot of people will reference this in the back like sometime around they're just like oh like. Like oh like the someone will make a labyrinth reference whether it's like David Bowie's like ridiculous outfits or like the um the whole idea of just the labyrinth itself and like it's normally like oh it's just a hedge maze but no there's like some you know a whole bunch of wild stuff going on. Well, didn't didn't you choose this because of the one reference? The in one the Ted Lasso random episode? reference in Ted Lasso, <laughs> like exactly. the Goblin King. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like oh wait, Goblin King is like <laughs> I get that. <laughs> now you get it. And you're like oh that wig is ridiculous. But also, you can't call it ridiculous because it's David Bowie. And there will be no David Bowie slander on this podcast. That's right, I said it. <laughs> no, but uh, any other, like, standout bits? I know, like, you know, Anthony's seen this around. He's, he's you know, my age. So, like, he's he's known about this or seen this for a while. And it's I, just like, I've actually never seen all of it. So, I was glad that I... Because I, I thought that I'd seen it in passing, like, on TV or something. But I guess I only saw parts of it. And then so watching all of it, I was like, oh, I don't rem- remember any of this. I was <laughs> nope. like, I don't remember any of this part. So so it was cool. It was cool to rewatch it. And yeah, it is cheesy. Um, like <laughs> these guys said, but it's dangerously cheesy. Uh, it's like Cheetos. But <laughs> no, it's 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 like it has the 80s cheese. But to me, With it was a mild cheddar. Yeah, yeah. it was like, yeah, some eye rolling moments, you know, because like. The acting is not very good, and the writing is like whatever. Especially like the first fifteen minutes. Yeah, the, the beginning of the movie is like oof. Oh wow! Like, yeah, like is... where she does the whole sarcasm. You're just breaking down the door to try to help me. I, I was wish like, my brother would right. be taken away. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. But then she realized it's real, and then she just yeah, like uh, she kicked it up a notch. When she definitely got better. Uh, yeah. Since, like, yeah. yeah. The thing is, I think Before that was Sarah the point. I think yeah. that was the point. It was like her, like her. The whole movie was like her stop being a little kid and a brat and then like actually like growing up and figuring out like how to like get her brother back and, yeah you know you gotta have some responsibility could be still, it could also be like a yeah. going through puberty movie but through her imagination or something like that i don't know because david bowie man sure why not can't if, if you're gonna have anybody try to sway you into like giving up your brother and just falling into this weird almost you know like uh blind love slave kind of thing it's bowie apparently i don't know <laughs> i don't know this is bowie i really like that section where they were because they went underground a lot of times where yeah. the one time where she fell through the floor i think she falls through the floor like 10 times yeah. oh, the and hands. the hands oh we're helping hands but the hands uh they all get together to do like a face like uh-huh. it's talking yep. yeah man that was really cool and then and then they're like she's like i'll go down they're like okay and they just <laughs> drop her it's like you want to go down <laughs> okay like and then I think um, another section that she goes to, it's like, uh, I think it's, what's his name? Hoggle? Hoggle? Hoggle. Yeah, Hoggle. her and Hoggle are going through an area. He's like, yeah, it's this way. And it's like Just a bunch of, door no, it's like a bunch of uh, faces talking to them. 
like saying like don't go here don't go here and then and then he's like don't listen to them they're just saying that because they have to and they're like hey like yeah i'm just doing my job like yeah it's like he's like i never get to say this he's like, like, like i haven't said it in a couple years. years yeah like if someone's like so it's like they're like repeating stuff to like that sound makes, menacing but they're they're really just like i'm just supposed just, to say it if anybody wants through guy, like, like this, is, this is what they told me to do like that has i had some of like there were little moments like that that had like the the witty like I felt Muppets like, humor. Yeah, I felt like that was like Muppet, um, sort of like a Family Guy type joke. It was just like random things talking to you, like yeah, I'm like talking back. Yeah, like yeah, I don't pay attention. What do you mean, guy? Like come on, like just like with the guards, they're just like yeah, that's the thing. Wait, did we do that right? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> like like that that even then they're like <clears throat> confused themselves at the whole thing with the the, or, lo- the logic puzzle or that she fell through. Uh, did it mess in the in the beginning where the they're bridge. like oh you can't pass yeah. unless i allow you to she's like okay well, can you allow can me you allow me he's like well and he's like i guess okay <laughs> i could yeah, yeah i can mind games <laughs> it's like okay so like those little things are yeah, yeah are, she are started cool. picking up on yeah, all that like stuff i'm just kind of like you know did those rock things that we're talking didn't some of them sound like dr claw from inspector gadget yes yes they did but i don't remember if that was actually like the the sound uh for guards knock oh yeah the the door knockers dude oh my God. how did they make that i don't are, are know those animatronic days. i think they that were. looks so cool i was like, like yeah. they're just straight up like their faces talking and it's like but how did they do that it's that like, really cool. I, like, I liked it, like, it like, 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 it's like half a, like a makeup thing half a, like it's to me it, that that part looked like it might have been uh like a hand doing the movements for the mouth maybe which is why it looked but the thing is like the the like face the brows, the brows were moving yeah. too like the face was moving <sighs> maybe they was, had like an opening i'm sure they just had four guys behind it with like little controls just doing like doing all the little movements of the face but i mean uh or ventriloquism has gotten pretty uh sophisticated like if anyone watches like jeff dunham um some of his puppets have eyebrows that he moves controlling his finger so like mm-hmm. he, he'll have like two fingers or what? his three fingers like this for the mouth but then his his uh, other fingers would be used for the eyebrows mm-hmm. kind of like that um or even like like for blinking and stuff like that but i don't know i don't know how they would have done that back then in the 80s like it had to be like i'm pretty sure like anthony said like they they had like must have intricate controllers and i think like then from there they moved the the, the lips and stuff around like you know like you can have like it's not servo, so it's not automated by animatronics, but like it's manually moved by people behind it. So like to, to make the effect come out like that. Um, like I, I can't imagine just like as an actor, like seeing something really cool and detailed like that, like that's got to put you in the like, oh, this is way easy to like act and be in, in this yeah. whole fantasy Instead world. Instead of just like a green screen. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's so cool. And like, and if, if like she's, if she's acting with the door like talking to her yeah. trying to get it the thing out of and its the, mouth yeah out of its mouth the other one has it like in its ear it's like, like what <laughs> that was like little it's like really like like fun goofy but like again like it's like i guess like like you guys have mentioned it's delightfully cheesy so like if you guys got that out of it then at least i feel better about recommending this one because at first i, I like, can man, see why you these, recommended it i'm though. like man I don't these guys are gonna like it but like it's just a lot of fun like it's just a fun little like cool cult classic that like uh you know i think like you can appreciate certain things in the details and how the movie was made and also just david bowie being charismatic guys david bowie did did you guys see the most recent season of stranger things yeah 
You, but not you. Not him, whatever. Yeah, because this guy... This won't be a spoiler. Was I the only one that felt that the clock... Not clock. Clock noises sounded like the Vecna clock? It's yes. probably like a same sample. Yeah. And especially like the warped clock sound. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah absolutely. And, th- and then like the effect. Well, it's of one like of those the- where it's just like those guys probably really like this movie and probably like, hey, let's do it just like that. The Duffer Brothers, of yeah. course. And then, you know, I'll remember that clock at Very 13. 80s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it continued. Like that movie probably came out around the timeline in Stranger Things. <laughs> so there's part of that too. Same universe. Right, good. That's so just it just me. Like it. No, it's not just you. It, it, it's definitely like the. I didn't. I didn't think of it there, but now that you mention it, I'm like, yeah, 100%. like just like downward tonation yeah. of, the, of the talk clock town. Yeah, it's definitely for sure. Um, with that, I don't know. Do we go into sort of like a final rating or like a final impression? Like, I don't know if you guys want to put a numbered rating or like, uh, I think uh, so. you yeah. know, I'm, I'm yeah. gonna. I'm gonna Let's go with Anthony I've first. Number, yeah. Me first? Not uh oh, fine. You know what? Let's go with Zach. Zach. Let's Zach go with age me? before beauty. Oh. Good thing I have both. Um no. <laughs> <laughs> got him. Alright, so just prepare. It's mild cheese, so yeah. I I think a fair score from my experience <laughs> is gonna be a five out of ten. That makes sense. Oh. Um, I, I, I found, I found it very kind of like hard to, to like pay attention for me. Um, the attention span of a gnat numpkin. <laughs> You're probably not, not a 20 year old. Attention span of a 20 year old. He's not wrong. Um, 25. Okay. Yeah. You're in your twenties. Um, like I found it kind of hard to like pay attention. Uh, like I would say I, I watched like 75% of the movie and I kind of like Look at that. not paid attention to the other 25%. <laughs> oh boy. Um but I, I will give I will give the like the, the production uh uh like like uh oh, what's the word? Um I give them props. There we go. I give them props for, for, for having props. For props, props. For props. <laughs> <laughs> give them props for props. I give them props for um for the people that were involved uh with legends like Frank Oz who's been uh in the in the puppeteering business for ever basically um having george lucas involved uh as a producer uh but like story-wise i I think like it's okay i feel like i have have to watch it again to um to get a much better understanding of it but i think i think a five is a it's a fair fair that's fair it's a fair grade for for the for this watch okay fair enough i don't know if it'll change fair enough I think over time you might even realize, hey, you know what? This is actually pretty delightful. Because at the end of the day, I, I can see it as like, oh, it's a it's a Muppet spinoff kind of thing. Like chocolate. It was delightful. <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> Chocolate. <laughs> it was delightful. Danny, your, your thoughts? Um, I think I'm very close to Zach. Probably a five or maybe even like a five and a half. There you go. Um, maybe more towards the five, but uh, it's uh, it had some good moments, but I think overall, like just like Zach, you know, maybe in the beginning I wasn't as interested. I was very like I don't know, but as the movie was going on, I actually like wanted to know what happened next. But then, like you would have like an up and down moment. You're like, oh okay, cool, and then eh, well that's kind of sucked right. oh this is awesome and then uh, okay you know. yeah you're like oh this is i'm not the target audience yeah right, let's go up still not the target audience but i could definitely see why you recommended it and i and i did like the whole like um 
like her going through some of the trials of the labyrinth and like you know yeah each time she was presented with like a challenge like how she would go about it um, yeah and as like she got parent, better yeah. throughout like that i liked in the movie so <laughs> sarah having a character arc yeah. and getting better very cool uh lastly yes. finally seeing it for the first like well, you would be the last one you would give your score last uh, i mean like, I, you're, you're not going to yeah. i mean no i'll, sure. I'll go now you go, I'll yeah go. you go yeah <laughs> Uh, I I liked it. Um, it is weird. When I was watching, I was like, "Yeah, this is weird, odd." But I really enjoyed, kind of like what Zach said, like the craftsmanship, like the you could definitely see the work that was put in. There were so many puppets, and all the sets were practical. And the thing is, it kind of got overwhelming at some points because. Every time she would go somewhere new, it was like a brand new big place. And it was like another brand new set. So it's just like, man, these people spent a lot of time making, I don't know how many sets for this movie. Um, yeah, I could tell some moments that they were like, it was like a big set. And then you could see kind of like it would extend this set to make it seem like she was in this big labyrinth. It was like a matte painting, yeah, but, it was, it, but it was still well done though. Like it was, it was still well done. And then, um, but there's that, there's that one moment where, she meets up with those weird fire. things that cut their heads off yeah, or whatever. Fire <laughs> to cut, me, cut that was like the worst part of the movie. And it was clear that they were on green screen and it was like really bad. Like, oh, you with could the tell she background. was in a green no, screen. No, because like she was there with those things. Yeah. And the whole background was like not there. It's like she's yeah. not there. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that, that whole sequence, I'm like, I don't even know. Like it starts off. What's the point of the like, sequence? Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like the word? point of the sequence and like the fire. I didn't like the song either. I'm like, yeah, this this was like five minutes too long it was, it was weird but, but then, what about the cg hour at the beginning of the movie apparently that's like the first cg thing in a movie yeah like ever cg out that's why it looked so bad because because <laughs> i was like man well, this thing is not look like uh some it was like hedwig it was hedwig before hedwig graphics it yeah was, dude. it was bad but like, yeah the i first think, realized cgm yeah so pretty good for being the first one but it did look it looked it looked bad yeah yeah, those fire guys are kind of weird. Uh, but, you know, that's cool. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, I like that. I mean, like, yeah, the story is strange and whatever. The acting is whatever. The writing is whatever. But I really enjoy uh, just, like, the style, the creativity, uh, the, I guess, all imaginative sets that they did. So, yeah, I, I maybe give it, like, a... It's like a... I mean, I like how it's like, cause, cause this whole world is based off of like her, one of her favorite books, right? Like a book she's reading. So like, I, I think it, at least what I got out of it was like, it's like the movie kind of like saying like to not, um, maybe like forget like your like inner child or like your, your imagination. Cause I guess it's like with her becoming older, yeah. it's, it's kind of like her going to her, her old school book of like her imagination world. So it's like maybe to like not lose that part of you. Um, that's why when she was like seeing them at the end, she's like, um, they're like, Oh, well, do you need us? She's like, maybe, but not all the time. Like I might need you every yep. now and then. I'm just like, yeah, cause why you don't want to, so? yeah. yeah. You don't want to just completely shut that part of your life away. But yeah, so I like, I like that aspect of it. It was pretty cool. <clears throat> I'd give it like a, maybe like a six, six, five. 
Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, it is, you know, it's the cheese. Um, but yeah, like to me the the main part of it is the just the aesthetic and and the craftsmanship is what puts it up for me more than anything else. Yeah, I think a lot of people over time like look back on it and realize that man, they really did a lot of stuff in there. Like for a while, like I know like Jim Henson after this Williams release it, it didn't like do as well as he did. Like he kind of went into a little bit of a depression. Uh, but I think towards the end, toward the end of his life, I think he, people started realizing, like looking back at like, hey, like for, for and a lot of what you guys have mentioned, like the positives of the movie, like, hey, like this is really cool. Like had really cool, like imagery, really great visuals. Like the, yeah, the whole aesthetic, like this interesting kind of like fantasy world was really well done. And I think that's like that. He appreciated that. Like a lot of people thought like, hey, that was really cool. Like, you, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, you could definitely see how this kind of paved the way for a lot of stuff uh, after this. For sure. Yeah, it's definitely like, a, you know, a, a stepping stone for then others to kind of play around with visual aesthetics and just, you know, making, you know, movies similar to this or just like having that kind of like visual vein and style. Make and, a better CGI owl. Hey, <laughs> I like I remember watching. I was like, man, that's a that's a that's an early CGI. Owl. Like, I wasn't even <laughs> like, it looks bad. I was like. Hey, this looks like this is the first cut. thing ever. The, thing is, the funny thing is, if imagine you were, when that came out there. If you were to redo this movie now, and like you said, like if they just CGI'd everything, it probably would look like crap compared to this probably movie. Probably worse than, yeah. 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 And they probably would have spent more money on it too. They, all that work and those 25 million. Back then, maybe that was a lot, but nowadays, 25 million, they don't even make those type of movies anymore for 25 million. Yeah. Um, so it's like. But if you came out with a movie like that and made it for 20, 25 million, it'd probably make a lot of money just just on like opening weekend if it's like a kid's movie. So I don't know. Yeah, it's cool. Who knows? So you got five, five point five, six. You said six, six, six and, a and a half. Six to five for something like six to five. Half of halves. <laughs> you know, um, for a lot of personal reasons, but like for like from a, a technical standpoint, like I like five. a lot of this. No, no, not. Not that generous. I know. I know the kind of movie that I I recommended here, but uh, I definitely, you know, just long story short, I'd give it a, a like a, a seven for sure. Like just because solid like, seven. There's just a, a lot of like soft just, or hard, <laughs> oh. cheesy seven. Cheesy seven. <laughs> it's a mild seven according to keep it with Zach's uh, <laughs> level of cheese. Yeah, so mild seven. Uh, yeah, you guys basically said it all, but nice. like I think you guys picked up on the things I wanted you guys to see from this movie, which is like really cool, like unique and different way of to make a movie. Um, you had you know just that kind of like lighthearted <clears throat> cheese with a bit of like interesting and vis- visuals, sometimes freaky, a little scary, but other times like kind of playful and interesting. Uh, but yeah, like there are a lot of really cool stuff, um, like just through there. But then uh, it just a lot of little pieces that just come together to make something really unique. And uh, it's just, I don't know why, like my sister, like growing up, like I would always watch this and be like, this just was very interesting. It wasn't like, you can tell like, yeah, like it's not like the greatest thing ever made, but it's like, man, it's always interesting. You couldn't look away, at least for me. It's like, hey, this is fun. This is interesting to watch. Definitely had that feeling where I was like, uh, I can't stop watching it. Yeah. It's not good. It's not, like, it's not great. I want to like, like finish it and see where it goes. Yeah, let's keep going. Yeah. But that and like I've, I've always was a fan of Bowie's music and it's like he always did random acting here and there like you know uh, he's also uh, go out and watch the prestige 
he plays Nikola Tesla in that. But That's uh, right. he's a he's a very obviously a prominent. He's the prominent antagonist in this movie. He's a random character in uh, Twin Peaks. He's also uh, cameos as himself in Zoolander. Uh, but that was great. But anyway, uh, like yeah, like he like you can tell he's he's being more lighthearted. Like he was kind of like lighthearted and kind of like. Uh, not super serious in the 80s anyway, like with his, uh, you know, um, Let's Dance album. Like that was like, you know, he's just like having fun. And this movie, him, him being a part of this movie kind of like added to that kind of feeling that he had. Where he's just like, we're just going to hang out. We're going to have some fun. You know, we're not going to have something super introspective. But like, let's have, like it literally, let's have some fun and possibly do some light baby kidnapping. You wouldn't, you, you wouldn't kidnapping. increase your score because Jennifer Colony is in there? No. <laughs> Damn. She's hot, but no. He's like, he's not swayed by the the, the charms of Jennifer Connelly. Mm. She only got better as an actress over time. <clears throat> but, uh, I mean, she's in your favorite movie. <laughs> she's Suit Lady. Top she, Gun Maverick. And she is in Top Gun Maverick, your favorite movie of all time. <laughs> Seven times. No, I'm kidding um cool guys so overall i hope like you at least enjoyed it or it's like hey like i didn't waste my time watching this movie so i feel good about that um well hopefully i feel good about uh, our next recommendation which is coming by way of danny so without further ado sir what do you got for us yeah so next week uh i'm gonna well this week i'm gonna recommend a movie uh, for you guys to see i don't think either of you have seen it Ooh. and uh, I think it'll be our first uh, foreign international. Mm. Oh, foreign international recommendation. Uh, um, so this movie, it, I mean, it, it has an uh, English title, obviously, but uh, it's called The Invisible Guest. Oh, I've heard of this. I've not seen it yet, uh, but it just came out recently. Uh, right? Came out in 2016, so it is a, a fairly uh, recently no, <laughs> newer film uh, compared to uh, the movie we just recommended. <laughs> yeah, but uh, this movie is where is uh, it from? Definitely a, a thriller, uh, like a psychological thriller. Um, it is from Spain, mm. uh, so it is in Spanish. It has some parts in, in English, but um, you can okay. definitely just put like subtitles. Uh, okay. But I'm curious to see what you guys think of it. It's um, Is it streaming anywhere? Last I checked, it was on Netflix, but Ooh, I'll double check now. It might not um, be. Also, by the way, the movie that we just talked about, Labyrinth, it was on Pluto. Um, or you could be like me and own the 30th, <laughs> you know, like the... Uh, anniversary collection 4k blu-ray <laughs> uh, that comes with audio commentary and uh all other fun goodies and behind the scenes but uh yeah i think pluto has it for now i don't know for how long and how free it is or whatever you have to sign up for how but free. yeah well I d you didn't even have to make an account on pluto you just uh download the app and you could start watching it nice uh -huh. they know what's up so that's pretty cool. Um, no, so when I first saw this movie, I did see it on Netflix, but right now it's not on any streaming service. Yeah, you gotta go out there and uh, buy and rent it on Prime as of this uh, airing of this episode. Yeah, it's currently unavailable on Netflix. So, but 
um yeah i'm excited to talk about it with you guys and uh see what you guys think invisible guest and see if maybe you guys uh pick up on what's happening throughout the film as you're watching it so apparently the spanish title is uh, contratiempo against the time Totally different title. <laughs> That's weird. Sure. <laughs> I, I feel like I a lot of international movies, in translation. when they do the Let's translation for that the title. That is a good movie, too. Uh, it, it always doesn't match. I don't know why. Say it longingly. Oh, <laughs> no, sorry. He, just, he mentioned Lost in Translation, so I'm just out here like... <clears throat> my favorite... Uh, Suntory time? From Relaxing Times. I think Suntory time. It's like, say like you would talk to an old friend. He's like, what? Like... <laughs> That movie's great, by the way. Uh, watch, watch Lost in Translation. Uh, but we will definitely be watching The Invisible Guest so that we're up and uh, ready for next time so we can figure that out. Uh, looking forward for you kind of leading the discussion on that, Danny, and uh, see what we all think about it. Yep. All right. Till then, everybody. Uh, thank you so much once again for tuning in. Uh, if you're listening to us on your podcast platform of choice, please feel free to reach out to us on our socials through Popcorn Watchlist on Instagram and Twitter where we do our kind of daily uh, audience engagements on like the latest in films, as well as our fun little emoji guesses. Feel free to play along with those and uh, keep the discussion going, everybody. Uh, So until next time, thank you so much for tuning in and uh, keep your popcorn ready. See you later. Bye-bye.